What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and in today's video I'm going to be going through my top 24 dynasty wide receivers. So yesterday I went through my top 24 running backs. Go check that one out if you haven't already. But today we're moving over to the wide receiver position. Same style of video, breaking these players up into tiers. We're going to have five tiers in today's video. I'm not going to be going crazy in depth on every single player because we'd be here for like an hour plus, but just kind of generally going through each guy um, and kind of explaining why I have the tiers the way they are. As always, I want to hear your guys' feedback. So let me know if you think certain players are too high or too low. Um, you know, comment that down below and I'll make sure to get back to you as soon as I can. But let's just jump right into it. We're going to start it off at the top with my two tier one wide receivers. It's going to be Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. In my opinion, these two are like the clear cut top two options. I don't think I've seen any other wide receivers ranked ahead of these two guys, like in any set of rankings over the last pretty much year. Uh, both these guys have put up absurd production in their very young NFL careers. They're also my top two redraft wide receivers, which is pretty crazy because they're heading into year uh, four and year three. They're already at the top in redraft. I think these are going to be high-end wide receiver ones for a very long time. Jefferson, 24 years old, Jamar Chase, 23. So the clear-cut top two, in my opinion. Now, shifting over to tier two, this is going to be a larger tier. I do think it was kind of tough to differentiate between these players. Um, also kind of skewing younger with this tier. We're going to go Amon Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddell, and Chris Olave. Now, I'm definitely going to be higher on Amon Ra than consensus, just like I am for redraft. But honestly, with this tier, I feel like you can make a case for Amon Ra, Wilson, Lamb, or A.J. Brown to probably like lead this tier as the wide receiver three. So I wouldn't get too caught up with Amon Ra there. But for Amon Ra, if we exclude the games where he left early with injury last year, he would have averaged 19 PPR points per game, which would have been better than CeeDee Lamb, better than A.J. Brown. That was only year two for him. So that type of production this early on is crazy. So I do really like him, and that's why I have him leading this tier. We have Garrett Wilson coming off of a very strong rookie season. I think he's lined up to take a massive jump here from year one to year two. Now with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, you know, Rodgers obviously isn't going to be a long-term option for the Jets here, but I just feel like Garrett Wilson's a guy who's going to be in this tier, like right behind Jefferson and Chase for pretty much like his entire career, you know, up until he gets like into that older range. Then we have uh, C.D. Lamb, who's coming off his first wide receiver one season. I like his kind of stable situation he has. Obviously, you know, Dak is kind of controversial as a quarterback, but I think it's a very solid, you know, quarterback to be paired with long term. I think he's another player who's going to be a very strong wide receiver one moving forward. Then I have A.J. Brown. I think I might be slightly lower on A.J. Brown than consensus, but, you know, I'm very confident in him as a wide receiver one. I just like slightly prefer Amon Ra and CeeDee Lamb who have put up, you know, similar type of production while also being younger. And then I just like the ceiling of a guy like uh, Garrett Wilson a little bit more than A.J. Brown. For Jalen Waddell, he averaged 17.7 points per game last season when Tua was healthy. So when Tua is on the field, he can still give you really strong, you know, production as the wide receiver too. Obviously, his upside is a little bit capped as long as Tyreek Hill is the number one there. But he, I feel like he's kind of like a uh, T. Higgins, Devonta Smith on steroids. Like, I think he can give you probably a higher ceiling than those guys while still being the wide receiver two. But in the short term, I do think like high-end wide receiver one is probably not going to happen at this point in his career. Um, and then looking at Chris Olave to wrap up this tier, 
on a point per game basis, he was the best rookie wide receiver last season. Just like Garrett Wilson, he gets his quarterback upgrade. It seems like, uh, you know, this may be relatively low to Garrett Wilson, right? They're both super impressive. They both get quarterback upgrades. Probably neither one of those upgrades is long-term. But I just think like, even though there's a few guys between Wilson and Chris Olave, all the guys in this tier are separated by like a round in terms of value. So these guys are really just kind of sandwiched together. So I wouldn't get, you know, too upset about where I have these guys ranked in this specific tier. Now shifting into uh, tier three, this is going to be a mix of younger options and then win now pieces. So we're going to start off tier three with Drake London, then T Higgins, Devonta Smith, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, and DK Metcalf. So I feel like, you know, if there was an outlier in this tier, it would probably be Drake London. Just may seem high to have him ranked at the top of this tier, given the fact that he didn't really put up great fantasy production last season. But I honestly just think there was really no winning as like a pass catcher on that Falcons team last year. Like, I feel like you could have put pretty much any wide receiver on there, and they were going to disappoint for fantasy. The thing that Drake London did that was crazy impressive was he commanded targets at an insanely high level. He had the number two target rate in the NFL, not just rookies, number two wide receiver out of everyone. He also had the fifth highest target share for a rookie. That's just wild, you know, uh, being able to command targets at that high of a level. So I think his future is very bright. I'm not even super high on him in redraft for this season, but I think long term, he's going to be a great fantasy wide receiver one. Um, you know, like bad situations like that, there's no guarantee they last, you know, into year two, three, four. So I think in the long run, he's going to be a great fantasy option. Then I kind of view T. Higgins and Devonta Smith as very similar behind Drake London. They're both um, wide receiver twos on top NFL offenses. I think they can give you like lower end wide receiver one seasons. I just give T. Higgins the slight edge here because I do kind of prefer the Bengals passing attack compared to the Eagles. But two guys I have, you know, obviously back to back here. Then we have Jackson Smith and Jigba. He was my clear cut uh, wide receiver one from this year's rookie class. I think he's a guy who can command a ton of volume at the NFL. And I do think he's someone who can be a fantasy uh, wide receiver one in a couple of seasons. And then we have three straight win now options in this tier. Hill and Diggs are both 29. And then we have Cooper Cup at uh, 30 years old. So even though these wide receivers are getting up there in age, all three of these guys are uh, first round picks in redraft this season. So they're expected to have very high ceilings, at least for this specific year in 2023. I think these guys can give you like one to three more seasons of wide receiver one production compared to some of the guys in like tier five who are going to be younger, but you know, a little bit more unproven and they haven't hit that crazy ceiling yet. So I think if you're a win now team, these are great options in this range. And then to finish this tier with DK Metcalf, I feel like he's a guy who's kind of in an interesting spot because he's still very young at 25 years old. He has actually flashed a wide receiver one ceiling, but he's four seasons in and has one season as a fantasy wide receiver one. And then his next best finish was a uh, wide receiver 20 in points per game. So I feel like he's a guy who could end up delivering a few more wide receiver one seasons. Um, but I feel like right now, like for win now teams, I'd prefer the guys like Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, who have proven it over the past few seasons. Um, like if Metcalf kind of ends up settling in as like a wide receiver two option, then I feel like he's probably not going to pay off um, at this ranking. But I still think he's a guy who can have some boom seasons throughout the rest of his career. And then in tier four here, this is just going to be a one man tier. I probably could have just tossed uh, Devontae Adams into tier three. 
Um, but I do think like he's a slightly worse option than the other win now options I mentioned, Tyreek Hill, uh, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup. He's going to be the oldest of those three options. He's going to actually turn 31 during the season. And personally, I view him as more of a uh, second round option in redraft. So those other guys, I have them firmly in the first round. I think I have um, Cup and Hill at like pick three, four, and then Stephon Diggs at like pick eight or nine, somewhere in there. Um, So I do view those guys a little bit higher compared to Devontae Adams. I think his 2023 situation is a little bit more uncertain than those other guys, but I still think he's going to be a veteran wide receiver here who can deliver a couple more big seasons in his uh, career. Now, shifting into the final tier, tier five, going to be mostly younger options here. So we're going to start it off with Jordan Addison. Then we have Christian Watson, Quinton Johnston, Jerry Judy, Debo Samuel, DJ Moore, and then wrapping it up with Brandon Ayuk. So Jordan Addison was my uh, wide receiver two from this year's rookie class. I don't think he's a guy who's probably ever going to be like a high-end fantasy wide receiver one, but I think he's someone who can be a solid wide receiver two and then probably put together like a few lower-end wide receiver one finishes. Then we have Christian Watson, and he's honestly a super interesting player for fantasy because coming in as a prospect, he had some clear, you know, kind of upside traits And then he also was kind of flawed as a prospect, if we're being honest here. He has a wild finish to his rookie season, not quite like Amon Rossing Brown level, but still a very, very impressive finish. He did rely heavily on uh, touchdowns and big plays. So we'll kind of see what he's able to do here in uh, 2023. I think it's possible he takes a big step forward, you know, gets some extra volume and he turns into a fantasy stud. I think it's also possible he kind of, you know, not flames out, but maybe doesn't take that leap. So I think he's someone who has a pretty wide range of outcomes here. Another guy who I think has a wide range of outcomes is going to be Quinton Johnston. He was my wide receiver three in this year's uh, rookie class, just behind Jordan Addison. It was very close between the two, as you can kind of see with uh, where they're ranked here. I think he had a fantastic landing spot with the Chargers. And I kind of view him moving forward as like a low floor, high ceiling option. Like if he hits, I think he's obviously going to outproduce Jordan Addison. But I just think Jordan Addison is a much safer option um, as someone who can give you like wide receiver two production. Then we have Jerry Judy. And Judy is a guy who hasn't necessarily lived up to his uh, pre-draft hype. He had a really rough year one, rough year two. But then he comes back, has a solid year three, finishes as the wide receiver 19 in points per game. I think that wide receiver 19 finish is even more impressive when we remember how bad the uh, Broncos passing attack was last season. Like he was kind of drafted in the wide receiver 19 range. And that was when we were expecting this Broncos passing attack to actually be pretty good, right? Like we thought the Broncos offense would be really strong. And so if he was drafted there and the Broncos offense actually was good, then he would have ended up smashing at his ADP. He may not be like a top 10 wide receiver consistently for fantasy, but I think he's another option here who can be a nice wide receiver too moving forward. Then I have Debo Samuel, and I'm probably going to be lower on Debo than most. He's going to be the oldest player in this tier at 27. I think the reason why I'm lower on him in Dynasty is honestly because I'm lower on him in redraft. Like he's my wide receiver 19 in redraft. I think most have him as like a high-end wide receiver two, mid-third round pick. I just can't really get there with Debo. I think he could definitely prove me wrong, but right now I just prefer the young guys ahead of him because if in the short term, I think Debo is going to give you mid-tier wide receiver two production, then I can't really rank him as a mid-tier wide receiver two because I feel like there are other guys currently who can give you that production, but aren't at like the age of 27 like Debo Samuel is. Then we have DJ Moore. 
Um, another guy who's proven to be a super talented wide receiver. I just think DJ Moore hasn't had the right situation around him yet. And it's possible that this is a good fit with the Bears and Justin Fields takes a big leap as a passer and they kind of get like that Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs jump or the A.J. Brown, um, Jalen Hurts jump. But that's definitely not a guarantee here for DJ Moore. So it's kind of tough for me to put him any higher than this before we see this Bears offense. Like I think if they look great together, I think we could see Justin Fields maybe jump into like that tier three, tier four area. Um, but I think it's also possible that with like a tough season or a season where he finishes as like a fringe wide receiver too, he could just completely fall out of the top 24. So I do think there's, you know, some significant room for him to go up or down after the season. And then to wrap up these rankings, we have uh, Brandon Ayuk. And I think Ayuk is in an interesting spot because in this current 49ers offense, he's probably like a mid to low end wide receiver too at best. I'd be guessing, you know, just with all these other weapons, assuming there's not serious injuries to these guys, competing with Debo, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, it's going to be tough to make a significant fantasy impact. But I do think he's someone who's super talented and with a change of scenery or, you know, something shifts up with the 49ers, I think he's a guy who could have a much higher ceiling. So a talented player where you're probably just like biding your time to hope he ends up in a different spot or you know something kind of shakes up with the 49ers. So that is going to be my top 24 dynasty wide receivers. Let me know what you guys think. Like I said, I did the running backs yesterday, so go check that out also. Um, and then tomorrow, I'm going to have the quarterbacks and tight ends. I think I'm going to combine that video. So probably top 24 quarterbacks, maybe top 12 uh, tight ends. So stay tuned for that also. Thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.